It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Jennifer Button from the Harford County Public Library, and that's Bob Mumby. The Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with Julie Runke, uh, our Pirate Fest guru. Um, good morning, Bob and Julie. Morning. Good morning. And... I am annoyed this morning again. Are you? Yes. What is annoying you today? Today is, first of all, I went to Panera in a festival um, this morning. I was going to get a quick bagel and a cup of coffee. And a guy had parked in the street right at the curb in front of Panera. Now, it's a road. Right. In the, you know, the parking lot. Big yellow curb. He parked there with his blinkers and casually walked in. To get a bagel. It's like, your time is the only thing that matters in this world. You're in a rush, so am I. I, I'm, I swear I'm going to end up in jail because I'm going to do something one of these days. I'm going to, I don't know, <laughs> maybe throw an egg at his car. Um, that annoys me. Does that annoy you or am I overreacting? I mean, it, it annoys me. I have, um, mine is more focused on like while I'm actually driving and uh, you run across the cyclists, but there's no shoulder on the road. Yes. So then traffic's, like, snail's pace is, like, one, two miles an hour. It's the same concept, I think, where it's just, you know, maybe See, be courteous of others. Maybe pull off, take a pause, let the 47 cars go by, and then get back on the road. Same with your, your gentleman. You know, just find that one spot where there's a little bit extra room. If you're going to park on a curb, at least park where we can get around you. But this is not a... I understand. It's, it's where a you're road. Saying. I know it's 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 a road. But I agree with you with the cyclists, and I have cyclist friends. Sorry. As do I. Sorry. Feel free to cycle, but, but don't be passive aggressive, self centered, like it's a mission, <laughs> like you're a zealot, like someone's trying to take away your right to bike. That's when they got the the bridge where they 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 said they could use this uh, the Hatem Bridge. Right. Do you realize that when it was being done? That added, like, it became a 20-minute trip for people because they were able to use the lanes right. and they were going uphill. Right. But as, as far as as far as far the uh, the perception, though, that might just be our perception of them. I don't think they're necessarily intending <laughs> for us to feel that way. I think that's just the way that we're feeling. We probably should have left for work five minutes earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should have left an hour earlier. <laughs> And that's not all of them. There's just a no. few that consider it, they're making a stand, consider to be, themselves to be making a stand. Okay. I'm severely <laughs> annoyed half the world today, so my apologies. My really insincere apologies. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Time for, my to, for me to get my comeuppance with Julie and we'll do some trivia. Fun. Okay. All right, let's get started. This September holiday became official on June 28th, 1894. Labor, Labor Day. Day. Yes. Ooh, we did that in stereo, too. Excellent. <clears throat> How about the rainbow flag, representing gay pride, was flown for the first time on June 25th, 1978, in this California city's Gay Freedom Day Parade? San Francisco? San Francisco. Yes, it was, 40 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, a little bit longer than 40 years ago, June 1949, Long Haired Hair, a cl cartoon classic starring this wascally wabbit, was first shown in theaters. Bugs. 
Bugs Bunny. Who did the voice? Oh, Mel. 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 Mel what? Mel that, Blank. That's it, Mel Blank. He did all of them. He did Elmer Fudd, uh, Yosemite Sam, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. Not Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck. Did you do Daffy? Yep. Yeah. Um, Jaws, Hollywood's first major summer must-see blockbuster. Opened in theaters on June 20th, 1975. Including the original, how many films were in the series? Um, I'm going to say four. It was four. Did you see all four? Um, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Three was... Awful. Absolutely the worst movie ever made. <laughs> they figured they'd get by with, um, um, Dennis Quaid and, um, who was the blonde woman? Bess Armstrong, who was, had a short run, and Louis Gossett. It was the most... It, they must have written the script in like a half an hour. Um, That's why Dreyfus wasn't in that one. Yes. <laughs> it was 3D, too. So, oh But the first one was a masterpiece. It was epic. Still. Still, yeah. I'm still afraid the... to go in the water. <laughs> still a great movie. Yeah. Those basses and cellos mm -hmm. and the view from underneath. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, on June 17, 1994, all major networks provided live coverage of O.J. Simpson's low-speed car chase. What kind of vehicle was he riding in? Bronco. It was A the white, white Bronco. Bronco. Yep. With who in the back? Oh, God. Kato uh, Kalen. No, right? No. no. The other guy. Oh. Ugh. I don't remember. It's on the tip of my tongue, Julie. <laughs> Jackie, no. I can't believe it. I can't. I remember. thought it was Cato. No, Cato was the house. I know, but boy. I thought he was in the the car with him. I guess right. not. Well, no. we'll look it up. If I cared more, I'd look it up. <laughs> that was my last day of school that year. We sat around the TV watching O.J. Simpson's low speed car chase uh, instead of doing anything fun. Um, so this final leg of the Triple Crown is held every June. Uh, the Belmont Stakes. Yes. In New York. Yes. Did you watch the Belmont recently? Uh, you know what? I completely forgot about it. It was, it, and it's amazing. We've been waiting for forty years for a Triple Crown winner. We had, um, we had one two years ago. Right. American mm -hmm. Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. And this one. Yep. Uh, did you watch it? I missed it. I did the same thing. I totally missed forgot. it as well. Yeah. We're getting complacent with our horse racing. Indeed. Um. Okay, completely random question. The frequency of a cricket's chirps fluctuates with what? Whether there's women around? <laughs> no. That's a good guess. That's a good guess, but no. The frequency of a cricket's chirps... Fluctuates with what? Um, has nothing to do with mating calls. Um, oh, um... Temperature? They're, it is Temperature. And it's their legs rubbing together? Yes. That's the chirp. Isn't that interesting? That is. I so the hotter stuff. it is, the faster they go? I guess. I mean, or it could just be the complete opposite, the more lethargic. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe they try to generate body heat with their chirps? I don't we'll know. I'm gonna, cricket. I yeah, I'm going to look into that one. Al Cowlings. What? 
He was the, the bron- guy whose Bronco it was. Oh. I did not know that answer. Huh. I had to look it up. And I didn't just think of it. I just looked it up. <laughs> not Google. Um, due to the summer heat, the iron in this French landmark expands, making it grow more than six inches. Eiffel Tower? Eiffel Tower. It was the Eiffel Tower. And it tilts. Because the iron on the, mm-hmm. the sun side expands more. Mm-hmm. So it actually tilts a tiny bit. I was there when it was tall. Taller. I don't recognize it tilting when I was standing in it, but apparently it does. And do you know the um, Verrazano Bridge, the two towers, are 11 inches out of parallel? Do you know why? No. Curvature of the earth. Because they're both perpendicular to the ground. But it's such a long bridge. That's fascinating. The things you know, Bob. See? Nerdy stuff is good. (laughs) Are good. Are. Is good. Are is good. All right, so we have just a couple more. On average, Americans consume 15 pounds of this summer fruit annually. Watermelon. Yes. I, I love watermelon. I'm intrigued by uh, by this note here. It's actually, Megan's note says summer fruit slash vegetable. So are we unsure about whether, is it like a tomato where it's like, is it a fruit, is it a vegetable, or is it... Well, they take tomato is a fruit. Right. Is there any question that watermelon's a fruit? Maybe Megan didn't know, and she was just covering herself. <laughs> no, that, that means I've called her out on the radio. That couldn't happen. <laughs> um, all right, last one. This season begins June 1st and lasts until November 30th. This le- this season what? Lasts or begins June 1st and lasts through November 30th. So June 1st to November 30th. Is it a hunting season? It is not. Is it a fishing? <clears throat> it is not. Is it licensed? No. Wedding season? It is weather related. Hurricanes? It's hurricane season. Oh, good one. Yeah. So maybe avoid the Caribbean for those months. No cruises. No cruises. For right now. But they're good, though. They are good. I saw a film of a cruise. It was the Pacific something. It was between Australia and, I think, Malaysia or something. They were in a storm mm-hmm. inside. It was like, you know... All the ch- it would tell all the chairs and people would come sliding down mm-hmm. across the deck, and then ten seconds later they'd come sliding back the other way. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd be worried about. I was on one um, when that uh, hurricane hit Haiti a few years back, um, and that's the area where we were cruising. So we ch- just kept trying to avoid the storm, and it felt like it was just following us around. Um, it wasn't quite that bad, um, but there was a lot of seasickness. There was a lot of uh, chairs rolling around. You know, you'd be watching folks try to walk in a straight line, but they were, you know, all walking to the right because the ship was going in the wrong direction, you know. And, and the only people that were walking straight were the people who had been at the, the bar. At the bar, yes. It, it leveled them out a little bit. But honestly, it was fun, and it was super safe. I mean, we weren't really in any danger. It was just, you know, some rough seas to deal with. It was fine for someone like me. It was not so great for my mom who gets seasick. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a good time. I just, I'm afraid I would gain like 30 pounds because you can eat 24 hours a day, right? Right. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Well, is that, we have one more or is that it? No, that's it. Okay. That's all I got today. Okay. I think we did well, Julie. You did great. We say so ourselves. Well, we'll do a quick, um, interesting educational things. Um, six, the year 632, the prophet Muhammad died, um, this day. Um, cable cars began service in LA, 1889. Walt Disney graduated from high school in 2017. Um, Wait, say that again? No. Did I say 2017? You did. 1917. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, uh, Israel attacked the USS Liberty in the Mediterranean in 1967. And... The first computer public information service went online in 1979 called The Source. Hmm. Now, Julie, you knowing about um, communications and the precursors of the internet, I assume. You were, what, what, you were APG? I was APG. I was a civilian okay. worker on APG. Okay. Alrighty. I just want to do those few. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Julie Runke, our Pirate Fest guru. Hartford County Public Library Summer Reading Challenge, Libraries Rock, starts Monday, June 18th. It runs through Saturday, August 25th. The Summer Reading Challenge encourages continued learning and inspires a lifetime of love of reading for children of all ages. On June 18th, Summer Reading Challenge kickoff celebrations will feature exciting events and fun activities at the Abington Library from 10 a.m. to noon and the Falston Library from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Visit with Summer Reading Challenge sponsors who will be on hand at both events to celebrate and offer additional incentives. Visit hcplonline.org for dates and times of other awesome Summer Reading Challenge activities offered throughout the summer. The Summer Reading Challenge is generously funded through our amazing community sponsors, library friends groups, and also by funds raised by the Harford County Public Library Foundation. Read to Me tote bag sponsors are the Aberdeen Ironbirds, APG, FCU, Bel Air Friends of Harford County Public Library, Darlington Friends of Harford County Public Library, Harford County Public Library Foundation, Harford Day School, and M&T Bank. Elementary School tote bag sponsors are the Aberdeen Ironbirds, Aberdeen Rotary Club, Harco, Harford County Public Library Foundation, Harford Day School, and Maryland 529. Middle and High School tote bag sponsors are the Aberdeen Ironbirds, Advanced Eye Care, Bernardino Family Trust, Harford Community College, Harford County Public Library Foundation, Rosedale Federal Savings and Loan, and Wegmans. More information may be found at hcplonline.org or by picking up a copy of the Headlines and Happenings newsletter at any of the library's 11 locations. Welcome back. I'm co-host Jennifer Button from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Harford Edge. We're delighted to have Pirate Fest guru Julie Runke in the studio with us today. Julie is recently retired after working at APG as a military contractor. She's a resident of Havity Grace and a longtime board member of the Lockhouse. In addition to the Pirate Fest, Julie is the brains behind the ever-popular Havity Grace Candlelight Tour. She's very active in the community as both a volunteer and administrator of the Havity Grace Alliance, which is a local business association. Welcome again, Julie, and thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you. Julie, um, tell us about Julie. How'd you get here? You always been a Havard of Grace person? No, I actually came down in 2009 as part of the uh, BRAC when they closed Fort Monmouth and moved us all to Aberdeen. 
So. Oh, you would um, New Jerseyite. New Jersey. I am a New Jerseyite. From but, where? Uh, Red Bank. I lived in Red Bank. I'm a Bayonne boy. Okay. So we were Bennies, that the the shore people called the people from. Benny up. go home. Benny go home. <laughs> right. We came down ashore. And we were usually ruder. Um, well, um, they came and clogged up all the restaurants and the roads and sure, got in the way, and then we sent them home. Yeah, mm-hmm. but mostly it was it was it was the Italians that really annoyed them. Oh, not, really? Not us. <laughs> like, I would not have been <laughs> successful there. <laughs> no, it's like the Brooklyn. It's that. Sure. Benny stands for Brooklyn Elizabeth Newark New York. Okay, B E N N Y. All right. Um, a lot of my cousins lived down there in Ocean, um, in Monmouth County, and so that was a lot of fun. So, Think um, Jersey Shore. Yeah, that's Snippy. kind of what I'm picturing in my head anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, enough of that. Sandy uh, beaches, lots of tiki bars. Yeah. Yes, I had a summer rental in Belmar for with 48 of my closest <laughs> friends and mm-hmm. 100 on July Fourth weekend. Um, <laughs> So anyway, so you um, so you moved down here, and you you were working in what capacity? Um, I was a civilian on APG. I was a product manager for, uh, for software programs for the Army, communications programs, and command and control programs. Okay, and you're recently retired. And um, um, how do you like Havre de Grace? What made you choose Havre de Grace? I love Havre de Grace. It's like the friendliest town. There's always something happening. There's always some sort of festival or party happening. And everybody's just really friendly and wants to have fun. Yeah, I, it's it's really, um, it's it's just a great little place. And I'm sure it was a pleasant surprise to you when you, when you folks found it. Um, so tell us about, first, the Lockhouse Museum. So the Lockhouse Museum is, it's on the north side of town. It's off of Erie Street. Um, it was the home of the lock tender uh, for the Susquehanna and Tidewater Canal in the 1800s. Um, there was a canal that went up from Havre Grace up into Wrightsville, Columbia, and brought all the coal and lumber and things from Pennsylvania. Um, and... It provided a lot, it was going to be a lot of the wealth that came through Havre de Grace. That's why you have all those wonderful houses on Union Street, because of all that wealth from the canal. And the house um, became a museum in the 70s, and we maintain it as the lock tender's house and talk about the canal and how a canal works and a lock works. And we also have special exhibits like the Mason-Dixon line and horse racing and um, ice fishing and things like that. Um, but as far as the lock goes, it, and I looked this up, it's amazing, it raised boats or lowered boats, um, whether they're going up or downstream, a total of 233 feet. Well, not just, not our lock. There's 29 locks between here and Columbia. Each one goes between 8 and 12 feet. It's essentially a bathtub. You, you put the water in from the north and it raises the boat up as the, you know, the gravity pushes the water up. Or you open the doors on the other side, and the water goes out, and the boat lowers. So you've created 29 little boat elevators to raise the boat. Amazing. And it was pulled by uh, uh, mules and then... um, Steamships. By steamships. 
So um, the mules pulled it up the canal. There's no engine on the boat. It just, the mules just pull it, which is why you need elevators. So you don't have to, mules don't have to go uphill and against the tide. It's all flat for them. But once it gets to Habit of Grace, they tie it to a steamship and it gets towed either to Baltimore or Philadelphia. Oh, the same barges that the barge. Mm-hmm. They the just tow the barge. Okay. And uh, then uh, the railroad uh, was built, um, and um, uh, the railroads were built, and the canals, uh, they started to decline as far as the necessity for them. Tell me that that beautiful old railroad trail that we walk on a lot, does that have anything to do with the canal, or was that... The the one that goes through Susquehanna State Park? Yes. Yes. So... That where that is is alongside of where the canal was. That would have been the towpath of the day where the mules walked. Okay. When the canal uh, starts to end, the canal days end. They know they're going to build a dam where the Conowingo Dam is. They're already starting to plan that. So the railroad tracks are actually to carry workers and materials up to where they're building the the Conowingo Dam in the 1920s. Okay. That's a beautiful <coughs> walk. Um, does that Along go, the river. Yep. Does it go? Does where does it go to, down as far south as the quarry? So from the dam, you can walk down almost to the quarry. Um, well, you where uh, Rock Run is is essentially where it ends. Okay. Uh, where the the old mill is and the Archer House. Okay. Um, and then it picks up on the other side of the quarry, and that's called the Jokay Trail or the North Trail. And that comes brings you right back into Habit of Grace. And Joe Kay has um, uh, a lot of uh, Lockhouse people and visitors have Joe Kay to thank for a lot. Tell us about Joe Kay. Joe Kay is an amazing man. He is uh, he has done so much for Habit of Grace. Um, for the museum, he's he's a key part of our museum. He maintains the Joe Kay Trail. He was also on city council and did many things through the city as far as bringing it up and um, the water, uh, boat marinas, all sorts of work. He was in Boy Scouts. He's just an amazing person. Thank God for folks like that. And uh, for uh, the museum, it's open. I just want to get this out there. Uh, First of all, uh, the museum's website is thelockhousemuseum.org. Right. And while we're talking about it, <clears throat> on Facebook, um, also go to Pirate Fest, Fest HDG, which we're going to get to in a minute. And the uh, the museum is open Thursday through Sunday from 1 to 5. And it's right up there north by the Orange House, right? Well, there's the Orange Marina. Uh, we just call it the Orange Marina. It's mm-hmm. the Habit of Grace Marine Center is the official name. As you go around the corner onto... Uh, Conestio Street, you'll see the little red lockhouse museum. Okay. And oh, by the way, it's one to five, and it's free. Ah. We love free. You had free us is at good. Free. How is it free? I said uh, you had us at free. You had us at free. <laughs> oh, that's great. The uh, Susquehanna Museum at the Lockhouse. Can you tell us a quick uh, thing or two about the two upcoming exhibits or the new exhibits, the Mason-Dixon line and horse racing in Habit of Grace? So we have two rotating rooms upstairs, uh, change every year. This year, one of them is on the horse track. Uh, it was called the Graw. It was from 1912 to 1950 um, in Habit of Grace. 
all the big horses raced and have a race. You had Man of War and Citation and Seabiscuit. We have the racing programs of the day that show Citation and Seabiscuit. Uh, we have all of them, actually. Um, we talk about how people came from New York and Philadelphia for the day to, to see the horses, and the train brought them right there, and there was restaurants there. The homes along Union Street were all um, boarding homes to put you up. Um, and then, of course, some of the crime and, and interesting things that came with horse racing, the betting parlors, and um, just a lot about what happens with the horses and people associated with that. On the Mason and Dixon line, so Mason and Dixon is not just about the Civil War. It was actually the border between Pennsylvania and Maryland, and it was done in the 1760s. Um, I didn't realize how far back that was and how those guys surveyed a line, you know, way before GPS, you know, out there with compasses and um, chains, just measuring with chains every foot and using astronomy to figure out where they were. Um, so we talk about all that, how they did the astronomy. We've got some, some of the old equipment that they actually used. We actually have a Mason and Dixon stone. Um, they put stones every mile to mark the, the border. Um, they are, you know, obviously from 1760s, they're really old, but they've been replacing them um, as they get eroded out. We actually have one of the replacement stones in the museum that we've managed to bring up the steps. Um, they didn't have aerial view either, and they didn't have maps that showed that the border but it's a straight line, and they were doing it through mountains and woods. It's really amazing. They had the Indians guide them. They had to negotiate with the Indians for permission to cross their, their land. And they've done surveys since then with modern technology, and it's correct. It's Absolutely amazing. amazing. And did you know, you probably do, uh, the Graw, uh, in the movie The Sting, mm -hmm. uh, remember they, their big... Uh, skit sting of Robert Shaw and um, they had Ray Walston getting the, the the telegraph of the race like a minute ahead of time mm -hmm. so they I don't know they knew who was going to win or whatever but the wire was coming in from the Graw the, the race was taking place in Havre de Grace oh, Maryland cool. at the Graw okay Pirates Pirate Fest <clears throat> Let's talk about that. Um, first of all, you're the Pirate Fest guru? I don't know that I'm the guru. I'm the one who's uh, been working with the pirates and bringing good things in. So, Now, are you more the fest side or the pirate side, the historical pirate side, or both? Both. Okay. Both. So uh, tell us about it. The Pirate Fest. Um, it's a Pirate Fest family day. It is family day. Okay. It is Saturday the 23rd, and it is, we have pirates there, they do living history, they are dressed as pirates, they are running around <clears throat> acting as pirates, they have their tents, they show how they eat and drink and live, but they have cannons, we'll have cannon fire, we'll have pirates fighting and doing swordsmanship, um, and they will work with the kids and talk to the kids and tell them all about how pirates lived in those days. And that is um, two week, one week from tomorrow, one Saturday, tomorrow. July twenty third, 
from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Lockhouse Museum. Right on our grounds. Okay, and what's this about mermaids? So this year we, the Pirate Fest has been happening for about 10 years now, but this year we expanded it to be more pirates and water um, and anything to do with the bay and water. So we have, this year we have mermaids. We have three different mermaids are going to come in and, and they'll be talking to the kids. Um, we have the Coast Guard. We'll be teaching them something about water safety, um, doing some exercises. The Maritime Museum, the Environmental Center, they're going to talk about life in the bay, have some things for the kids to experience with that. We have the local scouts are going to be doing what's called a rain gutter regatta, which is a long rain gutter filled with water and the kids have to blow their little boats down and, and they race the boats kind of like a soapbox derby with a boat um, okay so I, if I was doing that I'd, I'd hyperventilate and pass out <laughs> about a third of the way through <laughs> and of course we got all the regular stuff like face painting and things like that and music we've got food trucks and ice cream and all kinds of fun stuff um and tell us about the gala. The gala. The, well, so the day is for the kids. Okay. Um, obviously, it's it's all families and have fun. The gala is for the adults. Um, that is a separate event. It is at La Bank uh, on in Havdegrace, downtown Havdegrace. Um, it's for the adults. There's a buffet dinner. There's music and dancing. There are rum drinks. There are costume contests and auctions. Um, that is 6 p.m. till 10 p.m., um, and tickets are available for that as well. So uh, they go on Facebook and just put in Pirate you, Fest if, HDG. If you go to Pirate Fest HDG, you, both events are listed, or you can give us a call, and the tickets are available at the Lockhouse. And the number is 410-939-5780. 410 Nine three nine five seven eight zero. Tell us uh, about the ten thousand pound bridge. What is that? Oh, so we have the lock. We have the actual lock out front of the house that was the original exit lock. Well, the towpath is on the other side of the lock, so the mules are on the other side. So they have to cross this bridge to come over to where the stables and the grass is, right? So there's a 10,000-pound bridge that crosses that, but you've got to move that bridge to get the boats out of the way. Well, it, it's a pivot bridge. It turns, and it's so well-balanced to turn it that we can let the little kids or, or senior citizens, we let all kinds of people just push the bridge, and it's so well-balanced that as much as it weighs, you can do it. Amazing. And again, they didn't have CAD CAM and computer programs or whatever. It was a little trial and error. I bet you there's some errors there, but I, that stuff fascinates, fascinates me like we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. um, no pub crawl this year, but there's going to be a pub party. So there's no pub crawl, and the gala that I just described is what replaces okay. it. Okay. And during the day, isn't there something going on at, 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 at Coakley um, that's being hosted at Coakley's pub, I saw? I think. Coakley's, oh, okay. So, um, the, so Coakley's is building what is called the yard, or will be called the yard. Um, 
what we had intended to do was have the gala at that new yard. It would have been beautiful. Um, unfortunately, with the rainy weather, they're a little delayed, so that's why we removed it to LeBanc. Oh, okay. But um, the positive to that is it will now be an air-conditioned thing for those who have been to our gallows under the tent. It's been some hot, hot nights. This year we'll be at an air-conditioned, and we'll be able to enjoy it. Wonderful. And if we want to during or before or after, not before, it's 11 a.m., but after, stop in at Coakley's and or... Uh, Absolutely. If to, you when uh, when the thing Creole ends at ten, or... you, you can go off to many of the other pub. We can have our own more informal pub crawl. Coakleys, McGregor's, uh, Lagoon. There's all sorts. Um, and great Italian place. Cucina. La, La Cucina. La Cucina. Um, all great places. Have it Grace is a great place. Now let's talk about pirates for a minute. They're thieves. Right? They're thieves. They are thieves. It, there's a lot of cases in our history where, um, I guess, the allure and the, the, the adventure of what they did, we've sort of adopted them. Not they're thieving, but they're swashbuckling and they're... Um, the love of adventure. Yes. The rum. <clears throat> the rum. So, but uh, what what do we have... Locally, is there any um, is there any history of pirates uh, in our area of the seaboard? Do we? So there were some pirates in the Chesapeake, but the reason we do pirates is the first recorded piracy actually happened right off the lockhouse at Garrett Island. Oh, um, really? Really? In the 1600s, when we were Maryland was still a colony, still being built. Um, there were the Protestant faction and the Catholic faction out of St. Mary's. Um, the one group was trading with the Indians on Garrett Island. The, um, other faction, Mr. Calvert said, we can't allow that, go get their boat. And they went and took the boat from them. Uh, and that is, they were later hung wow. as pirates. So that is the first recorded piracy. Oh, Wow. Um, uh, in Gorsuch, I remember reading about the Gorsuch family on Spasusha Island also, where the, the, um, I'll have to, I'll, I'll be better prepared for that question, uh, next time we have you, but it was something interesting about, is it Spasuti or Spasusha Island? I've heard it's Spasusha. Okay. Okay. But I don't know any pirates on there, sorry. Um, just fascinating stuff. Uh, and tell us about, uh, and I'm sure Joe Kay has something to do with this too, the North Park Trail Walk. So the North Park Trail Walk is also known as the Joe Kay Trail. It's a mile and a half trail. Um, you can either go straight through and it, it ends where you hit the, um, hit the, the rocks, or, uh, there's actually a circular loop that goes around through the, um, where it's sort of a marsh. And he gives trail walks once a month that show all the wildlife and flowers and tells you stories of how the Indians use the different flowers. Um, or it's open all the time and you can just go and enjoy the walk. I'm, I'm, I still want to do that because I've, I've talked to people who have done it. They say it's great. It's a very relaxing walk. It takes you under the train bridge and then along next to the water. 
you see signs of, of beavers and, and critters and amazing birds are floating around out there. It's a nice walk. Now, and it says also regarding the Pirate Fest, uh, the Coast Guard? Coast Guard will be there as well. Coast Guard Auxiliary is going to come in. They're going to do some safety things, uh, personal flotation devices. Um, they're also going to show some knot tying exercises for people to try um, and talk about the bay. And that's not just exclusive to kids, right? We can, no, that's we can all participate in that. Yeah, Most I'm of often these in things. That group where... <laughs> the the grown kids we yes. can we can have fun too. That's I mean right. most most of the things that we're doing the you know you can you can enjoy the mermaids and you can enjoy the uh, bay life with the maritime museum. It's for everybody. Perfect. Now, the mer mermaids can't walk, so no. they're just going to be sort of they're in a lounging on the dock. There. They're they're, they're going to be in a gigantic fish tank. Oh, they're going to be in water. They're going to be in a gigantic fish tank. Okay. But we have to go to this. <laughs> Good, because you'd have to keep on keeping I, them I moist if they did, were out on the dock. <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite sure how they get to the fish tank, but... Uh, it's like Flipper. Remember when Bud and Sandy, Flipper was in the boat, they had to keep on dumping water on them? Oh, Bob. <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> They'll be in their natural habitat. Which, by the way, those things must be really hot to wear. If any kids are listening, I'm talking about something else. Well, they're wearing bathing suits, right? So, but the but the bottom yeah. part, but the, in water. the fish part. That's why it's good they're in water, also. Right. Because I don't think they breathe those mermaid pants or whatever they are. Have you worn many of those, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll skip the mermaids now. Leave okay. that to Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Okay, well, great. Um, we really appreciate you having on, Julie. Uh, Can I just Julie. say one more? Of course. Oh, absolutely. Oh, so for the first 500 kids, we have a, a neat little thing we're doing where they will get a hat. And as they go to each of these little areas to, to do the de work with the pirates or the mermaids, there will be little pirate stickers. And as they go around to each thing, they'll, get, they'll collect all these stickers and decorate their hats. So we have enough hats for the first 500 kids. Okay. Um, and and do folks, uh, does it make sense for them to register ahead of time or buy tickets ahead of time or RSVP? There, or? there is tickets available on Eventbrite. If you go onto Eventbrite, look up Pirate Fest. Uh, it's there. It's $10 an adult, $5 a child, but there's a family rate of $25. So you can just, for you can bring the whole family and then the max you'll pay is 25 Oh, great. So, and they can get there by going onto Facebook and doing Pirate Fest HDG. Right, and that'll link you to the Eventbrite, but you can also pay at the door. Okay. And the gala tickets, uh, just uh, call the museum and we'll have the tickets. Uh, the other place to go is Blue Heron in Habit of Grace has tickets as well. And that's 410-939-5780. And next Saturday is going to be 81 and mostly sunny. Yay. So. Perfect. Perfect. So we won't, there's no rain date, right? It's rain or there's sunny. There's no date. It's, it is it what it is. Like it's it's going to be, be beautiful weather. God smiles on Howard of Grace. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And thank you, Howard of Grace, for everything that you do. Loving that Howard of Grace uh, Opera House. Um, 
and what the Arch Collective is doing. We've been to several shows up there already. And that's how you build an art center. You decide to do it, and you do it. Um, fantastic stuff. And folks, whenever you want to, you have nothing to do uh, any day of the week, drive up to Haver to Grace, and you'll find something. And great food to go along with it. Okay, well, thanks, Julie. Anything else um, about um, the Pirate Fest and the museum? Let's give the folks... Uh, the museum's website one more time. It's thelockhousemuseum.org. And um, anything else? Or nope, well, not. you're gonna. Um, we're gonna go uh, to a quick break, and then we're gonna get Matt uh, of the Ironbirds on the line. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. So we'll go ahead and take that break, and when we come back, we'll have Matt Slatus, the general manager of the Ironbirds, on the line. Hartford County Public Library Summer Reading Challenge, Libraries Rock, starts Monday, June 18th. It runs through Saturday, August 25th. The Summer Reading Challenge encourages continued learning and inspires a lifetime of love of reading for children of all ages. On June 18th, Summer Reading Challenge kickoff celebrations will feature exciting events and fun activities at the Abington Library from 10 a.m. to noon and the Falston Library from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Visit with Summer Reading Challenge sponsors who will be on hand at both events to celebrate and offer additional incentives. Visit hcplonline.org for dates and times of other awesome Summer Reading Challenge activities offered throughout the summer. The Summer Reading Challenge is generously funded through our amazing community sponsors, library friends groups, and also by funds raised by the Harford County Public Library Foundation. Read to Me tote bag sponsors are the Aberdeen Ironbirds, APG, FCU, Bel Air Friends of Harford County Public Library, Darlington Friends of Harford County Public Library, Harford County Public Library Foundation, Harford Day School, and M&T Bank. Elementary School tote bag sponsors are the Aberdeen Ironbirds, Aberdeen Rotary Club, Harco, Harford County Public Library Foundation, Harford Day School, and Maryland 529. Middle and High School tote bag sponsors are the Aberdeen Ironbirds, Advanced Eye Care, Bernardino Family Trust, Harford Community College, Harford County Public Library Foundation, Rosedale Federal Savings and Loan, and Wegmans. More information may be found at hcplonline.org or by picking up a copy of the Headlines and Happenings newsletter at any of the library's 11 locations. The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members aged 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MakerBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MakerBot and PrinterBot, professional green screen with studio light box and both Apple and Windows computers. All to help create your electronic video, audio, publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Welcome back. I'm co-host Jennifer Button from the Hartford County Public Library. And that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Harford Edge. We're delighted to have Matt Slatus, GM of the Ironbirds, on the line with us. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Matt. 
Um, so- I'm, I'm always happy when I hear the voice of the caller because at the, the most confident I've ever been that I'm going to do this phone hookup on the radio board is like 70%. So thank you for being well, there, Matt. Uh, I'm happy to do it. And, Bob, I've seen you do this or heard you do this now twice in the last month. So give yourself uh, a pat on the back and bump that up to at least 75%. Yes, yes. <laughs> so things, osmosis is slowly occurring. For uh, sure. Um, so welcome. Um, Thank you for having me. Jen's going to uh, tell uh, the folks a quick Matt bio, not the one you deserve, but a quickie. Mm. You uh, guys are too kind. Aw. So uh, Matt assumed the role of general manager of the Ironbirds in Aberdeen on um, in August of 2016. Um, in addition to his duties as the Ironbirds general manager, he oversees the business operations of Ribkin Baseball's corporate food and beverage services, facilities, and groundskeeping, as well as special events. And I think, Matt, you have some special events that we're going to talk about today. For sure. The most special of all, though, is tonight, opening night. The Ironbirds host the Hudson Valley Renegades. The ballpark opens at 4.30. We're, we're going to celebrate Hartford County for everything it is. Um, and then we'll play ball at 7.05 tonight, and we just have a few tickets left. Fantastic. And by the way, the, the, when Matt started, that's referred to in the history books of Hartford uh, Recreation and Community as the beginning of the Renaissance of, <laughs> of minor league baseball. Um in in the in the region that's great um so opening night you know i've been up there a few times it's uh, you know the stadium there was uh, there's always a lot of work to do always a lot of things to be put in place about 500 moving parts you have a, a a great staff that you manage up there tell us about uh where are you now are you like still like is there still tons so of things? Are you comfortable? Or I would say that if we if we open the ballpark, we're ready to roll. Um, there are obviously a couple little things that probably stick out only to my eye, um, but I've been here since about 5:45 this morning. You know, I cannot, uh, I can never sleep on the eve of opening night. So I, I got a couple hours of sleep. I, I tended to the newborn for a little bit, and I got up and you know was roaring to go. And I, I look at opening day as uh, it's really three days rolled into one. So there's a little bit of administrative work in the morning. Then we move into right around the launch hour, prepping the building, and then obviously we've got a game day uh, that starts at about four o'clock. So. We're we're getting close to the end of the office and administrative portion, but there, there's already a lot of things going on. I saw a food delivery that came in tonight. You know, we're ready to feed 6,000 people today and 6,000 people tomorrow. Um, you know, there's some baseball guys here already, and obviously our our 40 or so hardworking staff are here, um, busting their tails to to make sure that Harford County and the city of Aberdeen and the fans are out here tonight just have the time of their lives. Fantastic, and we can't forget that. There's a there's some kids making their professional baseball debut tonight. Yeah, we're going to see tonight really um, some of the Orioles' top prospects. You know, some of the players that are still playing in Omaha right now in the College World Series that were drafted by the Orioles this year, they'll sign contracts in the next few weeks once their College World Series run ends, and they'll join the Ironbirds. But some of the guys that are here right now. Uh, middle infielder by the name of Adam Hall. Adam is only, he's under 20 years old. He was the Orioles' second-round pick last year. And when you're a draft pick that high, 
they've got every intention of at some point plugging you right into that major league lineup. So Adam is making his public debut playing in front of fans as a, an Orioles minor leaguer for the first time. Um, he'll be out here. I'm sure he's going to get a start tonight. And, uh, you know, same thing with uh, some returning players. We've got seven guys from the 2017 club that are returning back to Aberdeen. Um, so it should be a good team. You know, the team that we had here last year tied the franchise all-time record for victories in the season with 41. So we fell about a game short of the postseason, but I think everybody knows that uh, the only thing acceptable this year is to, to win a division championship and to get into the playoffs. And um, Adam is a shortstop. Uh, yep. So yeah, the he, Orioles have some tradition of shortstops. They eventually they, move they, to they third. They sure but... do. My, uh, my boss will tell you they've got a tradition at, at the uh, the left side of the infield, and I think that uh, Adam and one of their first-round draft picks from this year that will probably join us will both be middle infielders. So, you know, a lot of baseball guys will tell you that the way, the way to win ball games is to build your team with pitching and defense, and the most important defensive piece you have is up the middle so if you've got a good catcher a good center fielder and and two strong shortstop second baseman you're in great shape and i think that that's what they are trying to build and it it all starts here in aberdeen now there was a really phenomenal pitcher last year on the iron birds i forget his name i watched him in two games and he really just had amazing stuff so we had a a left-hander here also a young guy um about 19 his name was brendan hanafee and the the interesting piece with Brennan is that he lived in Hartford County for the first 10 years of his life, um, then moved up to Cecil County where he lived for a while and finished his high school years in Virginia. Uh, but he had actually had a birthday party at this ballpark as a young kid. And, you know, lo and behold, 15 years later, 10 years later, he ended up playing here. Uh, so he has had a great year in Delmarva. Uh, when I was down with the Orioles for some meetings in uh, March, I actually saw him pitch in a big league spring training game. So they, wow. they've got their eyes on him, and I think that his his future is definitely bright as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so tell us, um, first of all, how do folks, um, if they haven't already, uh, get tickets uh, for this weekend? Uh, tell us about the ticket packages, which is brilliant, the five games, instead of trying to uh, do all 38, tell us about the business package, contacts, sure. phone numbers, etc. So we've got just a couple of handfuls of tickets left for tonight. I, I wouldn't be surprised if by the time we open the gates, we're sold out. Um, we may have, you know, 100 tickets left. Fans can visit ironbirdsbaseball.com to purchase online. They can call our box office at 410-297-9292 as well. We have tickets available for tomorrow. Fans can play catch on the field from 4.45 to 5.15 before the game. And then when we celebrate Father's Day on Sunday, seniors, and this goes every Sunday all summer, seniors can stroll the bases before the game. I recommend no sliding. And kids can run the bases with their dads after the game. Uh, There's always something going on at the ballpark. So if you are not a baseball fan, it doesn't matter. Come on out. My wife is not a baseball fan, and she has seen thousands of baseball games in the last 12 years. And she comes for the food. She comes to watch kids run the bases. She comes to watch a a drunk guy do a dizzy bat and fall over. She comes out for the fun. Oh, is there that? Oh, we'll we'll make sure we have a dizzy bat race. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. uh, You can't have minor league baseball without (laughs) a dizzy bat. Um, So I, I think that Fans who come out this year, you know, we've got a single-game ticket available every day for $5. Um, the one thing I 
I put caution on is the best way to get the best price tickets is to purchase in advance. Tickets purchased on the day of the game come with a $3 surcharge. So if you're coming out to the ballpark tomorrow, Saturday, make sure you buy your tickets today, Friday. You can do it online. You can do it at our box office. You can do it over the phone, but purchase early to save. And then if you want to save even more, take a look at our five-game ticket plan. You get five of our best games all weekends, all games with fireworks or a nationally known entertainment act. And the price for this five-game ticket package is just $50. So a full summer of fun for 50 bucks. It's the best deal in town. It's cheaper than the movies. And it's particularly unique to Hartford County because they don't have it in the next county over. So come on out. We'll see you at the ballpark. It's going to be a blast. Okay. And, folks, uh, there's always something going on at the game. If you want to feel good about your county or your region uh, and uh, the, the, the nonprofits and what so many – uh, folks in our county do for the, do for the county. The Ironbirds recognize them in oh every every which way. And um, tonight we're doing evening. something really cool uh, in the middle of the second inning. If everyone's familiar with the the Shar Hope Foundation, we're going to recognize one of their graduates. Um, so this is a, a young lady who's who's been through a, a tumultuous period uh, and is now a, a woman in long term recovery, and she's going to be honored on the field. And both teams are really going to shower her with an honor tonight. I don't want to give out too many details. You have to be here to see it, but it's going to be an amazing experience. Uh, cannot wait for that. Okay, folks, ironbirdsbaseball.com, 410-297-9292. Um, we can't wait. This is, uh, we're so lucky to have this great organization uh, right in our midst and a real center of gravity for our community as well. Thanks, Matt Slatis. Thank you, guys, and I hope I see you both at the ballpark tonight. You will. We'll be there, Matt. Fantastic. Have a, uh, a great day, and uh, just count down the minutes until first pitch. Okay, now go punch off those 87 other things on your checklist. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. All right, see ya. Bye-bye. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I have to hang that up. I just gave everyone a look into the technical workings of a, of a big radio show. Uh, now, tech, speaking of technical workings, Harford County Library. Anything going on? I'm sure there's nothing. You guys are just sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> we have what do we one got? Or, we have one or two things going on. Um, so, as you know, we are fundraising for the Boys and Girls Club. So, Team Harford County Public Library, we have a number of events. Uh, we actually just had our first really successful event on um, this week on Wednesday. We had a paint night. Um, so, upcoming, we have... Friday, June 29th, uh, we have bingo at the American Legion in Aberdeen. Uh, doors open at 6, bingo begins at 7. Um, tickets are $20 in advance, 25 at the door. Um, and you can get those tickets um, in your uh, website. Just type in hcplbingo.eventbrite, that's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E dot com. Um, and you can get those tickets uh, anytime. You can get them today. Uh, they are on sale now. Uh, we also have happy hour coming up on Wednesday, July 11th from 4 to 7 in the lounge at Liberatories. They're going <coughs> to donate back a portion of all of the evening's beverage and food sales to our cause. Um, and then something really exciting, I haven't seen this uh, as a fundraiser before, um, 
at the new off-the-chain cycling studio on Baltimore Pike. We're going to have an indoor cycling challenge followed by a happy hour. So the cost of your adult beverages is included in the registration. And you can find uh, these events on Eventbrite as well. You can find all of this information on our website at hcplonline.org. Um, you'll just uh, check out one of the flyers. It'll direct you where to register. Um, and this is just a really great way for us to help support the Boys and Girls Club. It's uh, their, I think, second largest fundraiser that they do. Um, so really just come out and help support Team HCPL, support the Boys and Girls Club. It's a wonderful organization, and we are so happy to be involved. Um, Amen on that. And you have kids that... Um uh, we have a summer enrichment program at Boys and Girls Club, and uh, kids can attend at 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day of the week during the summer instead of just sitting home or doing whatever. So your supporting Kiss-A-Pig helps, uh, helps us give uh, financial aid to those kids. So between that and the summer reading challenge, not only are these kids, they're not going to lose any knowledge, they're going to gain knowledge during the summer. That's right. And speaking of our summer reading challenge, um, <clears throat> our kickoff is this Monday, June 18th. Um, you can sign up for the challenge, you can meet sponsors, and you can participate in activities. Um, so we have lots of stuff going on. The kickoff at Abingdon Library is 10 a.m. to noon, and at Falston Library from 1 to 4. And again, both of those events are on Monday, June 18th. Please take uh, take your kids, um, get them signed up for their summer reading challenge. You know, the sponsors are super excited to meet everyone. There's going to be thousands of people there. So please take some time and go check that out. We also have just a couple programming notes I wanted to talk about. Um, also on June 18th, after you take your kids to the summer reading challenge kickoff, stop by Joppa Library at 6.30. Um, there's going to be a storytelling performance by Diane Macklin. Um, she's an acclaimed performer. She has um, dancing hands, a lyrical voice, lots and lots of high energy, and that's made possible by a community arts development grant from the Maryland State, State Arts Council. Um, we also have on Tuesday at Falston Library, 1 p.m., uh, we have uh, Falston Senior, Senior Center Games Day. Um, so feel free to register for that program. And then I just also wanted to mention our book sales. Um, Joppa Friends Book Sale is um, today, tomorrow, and Monday. And then the Whiteford Flash Summer Book Sale um, today and tomorrow. So make sure you check those things out, folks. Go to our website. We have lots of summer programming coming up. Lots of really exciting things, and um, we're excited to see you at the library. Amazing. Amazing. <clears throat> I go to the library at least twice a week, and I have books I have to return by tomorrow. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> or Mr. Bookman is going to be coming for me. I should do that Seinfeld thing. Okay, sorry, folks. I have a scratch in my throat. We have 30 seconds. Um, just potpourri here. I believe in free will. My religion says that I have no choice. <laughs> I bought some batteries, but they weren't included. Aww. Like I said before, I don't repeat myself. <laughs> I couldn't repay your break, so I made your horn louder. 
Oh, I like and that And this one. one is for Jen. I'm going to get a t-shirt for Jen to wear. It's going to say, I have one nerve left and you're getting on it. Oh, that's perfect <laughs> for me, Bob. That's perfect. And mine's going to be, I wish I was more like I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm writing an unauthorized biography. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Well, that's all the time that we have for the Harford Edge. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.